Thanksgiving is upon us, and so too Christmas and New Year's. The most wonderful time of year is also the most stressful time of year for many. Add in the pandemic, and it can really be cause for great consternation for many. For someone grieving the loss of a loved one, the holiday season can be especially difficult. Today in episode 21 of CC Airwaves, we discuss some creative ways to help you through the Thanksgiving season. This is CC Airwaves. Welcome back to CC Airwaves. I'm your host, Katie Rosen, joined as always by my co-host, Joel Hansel. And today we are excited to talk about um, ways that you and your family can stay safe this holiday season, um, especially as we navigate, um, you know, the, you know, almost a year of this COVID-19 pandemic. So um, we're here with Rhonda Abrams to discuss ways you and your family can be connected, but socially distant. Absolutely. We are grateful to have Rhonda join us again today. All right. So um, Thanksgiving is just about a week away and Christmas is, you know, a little over a month. And this year is definitely going to be different from any other year. Um, Rhonda, I'm sure you can chime in with just all the various ways our usual plans might have been derailed because of COVID. Right. Just, you know, all the extra things we think about this year. Right. There's a lot to consider. Mm -hmm. And I think. Too, what um, we're talking about today is, you know, it's a complicated year for everyone, but um, especially if you're grieving, that brings with it so many additional challenges that you need to be coping with your grief during the holidays, which are already a really difficult time, while also trying to stay safe and, you know, keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. So um, today we're going to focus um, really on, you know, approaching the COVID holiday season, I put that in quotes, um, safely. And then um, in follow-up segments that we're coming out with, we're going to dive more into kind of, um, you know, dealing with your grief during the holidays. But today we're just going to give, um, you know, some tips for staying connected to your loved ones and approaching the COVID-specific challenges in a healthy way. Um, so, Rhonda, you have kind of some guiding principles just really quickly before we talk about COVID when it comes to grief during the holidays. And again, we'll talk about these more extensively later on. But um, what are some of the reminders you want people to know about heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yeah, just real briefly, um, anytime that you're um, communicating with family about important things, it's always good to start out with a base um, of who you of where you stand where where do you really stand so you kind of have to stop and examine yourself and and try to figure out where you are in your grief and what your needs are so that's the beginning basis of where you're going to start then you consider holidays just the stress of the holidays with or without the the pandemic or with or without your grief holidays in general are just stressful there's a lot going on a lot to do you're trying to fit things in um the the roles of your family um you know the pecking order and people's personalities all that plays into your level of stress and being a grieving person that will intensify the um plans that you make with your family and finally, the thing, the thing you want to consider uh, most is what is your level of risk 
in this pandemic as far as health and then also the the needs of your family just consider what are the um, health risk or challenges that some of your family may have and just how would you want to protect them in their stages of health so those are the three things that i've i put at the top of what you want to consider before even meeting with your family mm-hmm. so you're saying understand you know where you are in your grief journey um, to understand how holiday stress, you know, what you can handle this year. And then three, understanding where your family stands with COVID. Those are like the, you know, the guiding right. things. That sh- okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So even before you approach anybody, just understand where those three things are laid. Yeah. And that can just be like, I imagine just you taking some time to sit and really think it through, not like a Oh, I feel fine today. <laughs> you know, I, I imagine that takes some type of reflection to really dig deep down and say, am I prepared to handle, you know, this holiday exactly. gathering? Or, yeah. Right, right. Self-examination. And then you you plan with your family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so one, yeah, um, once you've done that, then that's when you decide to meet with your family. So when you say meet, I imagine this year meet can mean a, a phone call or a video chat or... Or you know, text or however text, people yeah. are most comfortable if they have uh, internet savvy. Some elderly people may not has, have that. So you're going to uh, call them like you normally do. So just meet with your family based on where they're coming from. Yeah. And so I think like, don't forget to include children in this plan. And see what their level of comfort is, because there might be some children or teens in your family that are grieving just as much. And their input will help decide how and where you're going to meet as a family. And that's what I was going to mention. Um, I imagine if you, you've lost a loved one, your family might also be grieving that same loss. Right. So you might also when you have that start that conversation about how you're going to approach the holidays, be sensitive to that as well, right? Because people might be at different places and comfortability and how close they were to the person who passed away and a bunch of different factors. So, yeah. And I think we all tend to know that very much with our relatives, you know, our siblings or our elders, we kind of have a sense on where they feel, you know, as far as discussing certain things, you may just want to touch base with each one of them separately and ask them how they feel and then say, okay, how do you feel about meeting for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. What do, what do you, what is your preference? Mm-hmm. You know, just so that we can consider everybody's needs. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in what we're experiencing that we don't really think about, you know, every single one of our family members is going through their own unique, you know, whether they've lost someone or not, like they're, everyone reacts differently to what's happening in the world. So I think that's a really good point to bring up and bringing in the kids and everything. I think um, that's a really good, important note of that. So um, let's talk more about this like conversation, how to actually go about planning, because let's say like everyone's on the same page of where everyone's at, but what are some other important things to talk about when planning out the holidays this year? Well, the first thing you want to do is just check out the um, guidelines from the um, CDC or your um, local community on what their restrictions are so that you include that in your plans. Um, And then 
incorporate some of their suggestions in how people might feel. So when you're discussing with someone, you always want to come with a point of, I feel this or I'm thinking this, and let them come back with what they're thinking instead of projecting your feelings on them and saying, I think you should do this or I think you should do that. Always come from a point of I, I think this is how we should go or I think this option might work. So uh, based on what I've looked at from the CDC, which changes from day to day, um, overall, we want to minimize our outside contact with people who are not in your household. So that would reduce the level of pandemic risk of the virus being spread the most. If you minimize contact with anyone outside of your household and just have Thanksgiving or Christmas with the people inside your household. So that's one of the things you want to discuss with with outside people, people outside your household. How do they feel about that, especially elderly or people who are isolated? And I think that might be the hardest thing people struggle with this year is knowing that that's the best thing to do, but not necessarily the easiest thing to to tell someone who might want to get together and is not yeah. in your household. And that's where I'm, I think what you said about using those I statements instead of saying like we or, you know, I think it's more to say, I feel that it's the best thing that we, you know, stay separate this year. But I think that first point you made about not going outside of your household is going to be difficult because normally this is when people see all their family and get all together. So, right. They, they look forward to this time of year every year and yeah. it's their time of, um, grounding themselves and getting comfort from the family. So if that's yeah. taken away, you don't know what that effect might have on someone, especially someone who's isolated, who doesn't have contact with anyone. Say for mm-hmm. instance, someone is maybe retired or living alone, um, a widow, and you're you're saying, we're not going to meet with you this year. That might be very devastating to them. So you kind of want to be sensitive and listen to what they're saying and see what you can do to minimize the risk with ever um, including them in in whatever your plans are. Um, So basically, you're going to decide if you want to meet in person or virtually or maybe even a combination of both things um, with those people who are isolated or um, not in contact with other people, it might be easier for them to come in contact personally, maybe socially distanced, six feet apart, or outdoors, or something like that, because they're not in contact with a lot of outside people. So they've quarantined themselves. So they're the easiest people to incorporate in with your household. So you want to talk to those people and see how they feel. Then there's those... uh, relative family members who don't have um, the ability to teleconference. So they may not even have an option of video chatting or Zoom or whatever like that. So you may want to ask them what are their feelings and come up with alternative plans if they're not able to meet you at your house or one of the family's households. Yesterday, um, the governor's um, outlines um, that you shouldn't have any more than 10 people Um, I think it was 10, no, six people outside of your household in your gathering. So Mm -hmm. it's still based on your level of comfort and those in your household, household, what their feeling is. So that Mm -hmm. might even supersede what the, you know, the, the government is telling us families, um, feelings should come first. 
Yeah. And I do think too, with that, just a reminder that, you know, even if you have six people, your, your skills only as tight as all those six people have been being careful. So when you talk about, you know, minimizing contacts and keeping things to your household, you know, I think, like you said, the people who are, you know, naturally alone, either due to, you know, the loss of a spouse, or they just don't leave the house, or they work from home, those are naturally going to be a little bit safer than people who are going to the office every day or who aren't maybe taking the restrictions as seriously. Cause just keep in mind, everyone that that person came in contact with is going to enter your little quarantine your bubble. bubble now. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, then you're going to think about where you can socially distance if you're going to be in person, um, indoors or outdoors. If you're going to be outdoors, make sure the weather is conducive, that it's going to be warm enough for, say, the elderly who might get a chill if they're outside um, or if it's raining. You might also consider having it on an alternate day. If you look at your weather forecast days before and see that it's raining on Thanksgiving or Christmas, you may want to postpone and have it either the day before or the day after. So it's kind of a little balancing act that you're playing. You're going to look to see where we can have it indoors or outdoors. Um, if we can have it outdoors, make sure the weather is, is conducive. If not, you're having it indoors. Try to put different household people in different rooms so that people who are eating, and that's where the most contagion can happen is when you're eating in the face mask or off that you're in different circles in each room so that helps a lot yeah and i think that pulls to the idea too that you have to be really flexible this year you know and yes your plan a might not follow through but just always you know keep an eye like you said on the weather and um you know people too um i just got done planning a wedding and a lot of people were okay with coming to the reception you know, in the beginning and then the week before they changed their mind. So, you know, planning a holiday dinner too, you might get that where, you know, at first people might seem comfortable with it and then change their minds and say, you know, I'm really not um, comfortable anymore. So just being flexible and go with the flow and understand that things might change, I think is going to be key too. And like you said, with right. the weather, if you're planning an outdoor celebration, um, we live in Ohio, so you yeah. don't really know what's going to happen on a given day. <laughs> right. Within the same day, you could have four different in the same day but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah flexibility is 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 key yeah yeah and um, I know a lot of people too when it comes to the outdoors if you have a garage that's big enough that's like a nice medium so you're covered but you have all that fresh air coming in and mm -hmm. as long as you can spread out I know my garage wouldn't be big enough for that but some people <laughs> have bigger yeah. garages and swing yeah. that also, if you're having it indoors, you could either crack a window to get some ventilation or have um, an air purifier in there. So that helps with circulating the air and cleaning whatever, you know, uh, particles are in the air. You can you can have that as well. Okay. Um, if if having people in the same space with you is not an option, another option is to share meals with people um, by transporting them from one house to another. That's one of the things that we're doing in our family is that each of us typically on any holiday have their own special dishes that you cook and everybody's, you know, kind of delighted and looking forward to that special uh, cheesecake or macaroni and cheese or whatever it is your specialty. So in our household, we're still going to make our, our special dishes, but there's going to be one person who is uh, protected uh, who's going to transport that from house to house so that we'll all still be able to share in our meals, but the eating will be in our different households. 
So that's how we're going to solve that. So you could theoretically share meals with people only in your household and and pack little carryouts for people outside your bubble. And they'll Mm -hmm. still be able to to share the same meal. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think, too, don't quote me on this, anyone who's listening. But I did hear something about, I don't know if it was FedEx or the Postal Service doing, like, special meal delivery. Like, there's a special way you can package up food like that. Because Ah. that's great if you, like, live close to each other. But I guess it was one of the postal companies was trying to figure out a way to, like, mail it long distance to, like, Mm. family who lives out of state. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that actually happened. But I know that's, like, what a lot of people are planning to do. And I think that's a great idea because you're right. And I, I feel like sometimes food is such a strong like emotional experience too if you're used to having like the same dishes every year and like tasting things a certain way so that right. can be a great way to just like feel connected to people you haven't seen in a while or I think yeah, that's those, a really good idea yeah those t- traditions even the food tend to help us um be consoled in our grief and even not just the grief of a loss of a person but grief of not being together so even if you have the meals like your favorite cookie or your favorite whatever that can be consoling mm-hmm. so that yeah you could also like katie said shop online and order delivery um you can do that long distance so if there's a certain um restaurant that you like you'd have to plan well in advance um but a certain type of a food you could have it delivered to a certain house and have um that part of the instead of home cooked if you're in your grief stage and you're not able to cook big meals and you don't want to go out and shop and all that another option is to shop online and to have it delivered to the Mm -hmm. household yeah yeah i think a lot of people are going to be doing that for christmas gifts this year or just you know buying online and shipping it directly to whoever you're gifting it to and you know, mm-hmm. skip the gift wrapping altogether because it is, it's just so much safer. And like you said, especially if you're grieving, it might just be a struggle to get out of the house on some days and go actively shop. So, yeah. Right. So I think that's a nice idea and an option. Um, right. Yeah. So even with the sharing of food, you still need the companionship. You still need the conversation and just, you know, the togetherness. So you might solve that with the video chatting or just telephone calls with different people. Um, Zoom, and I looked this up to confirm it, has lifted their 40-minute restriction on free time on Thanksgiving Day. So for people who want to Zoom with the family, you can do that all day. And it starts on um, the day, let's see, 26 is, is the holiday. So it starts on midnight on the 26th and it goes through 6 a.m. on the 27th you can zoom conference with your loved ones yeah all day you can watch football games or parades or whatever together and have your zoom up you know in the background and and just communicate that way so it's important still to have that conversation that togetherness even though it's not face to face you can it's still important to be Mm -hmm. with loved ones in any way that you can and I think video chat's just an awesome invention, too, because you can see their face and their facial expressions and, you know, like all of those little things you can't get over the phone as much. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think if you if you can video chat, that's even better than a phone call. But a phone call is also great, too. However, like you said, Rhonda, however you can talk to them that day, um, mm-hmm. just go for it. Do it. Yeah. 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 
So all of that, I think it involves just flexibility, making sure that you um, include everybody that's part of your family circle in and out of your household and trying to incorporate different ways to still stay connected during the holidays. If you think about Christmas, it's all about companionship. It's all about love, sharing the love and the companionship. So we just have to think outside the box this year and find um new ways and try new things you maybe may have never done a zoom conference before um but it's it's a good time to try new things this year and i think it it'll really make us more thankful for the companionship we have now that it's you know being tested in a way that the holidays i think are going to mean so much more this year than they have before just because I don't know. I just feel like this whole year has really reminded us of what's important in our loved ones and, you know, really honing in on that. But I think um, something else to remember is, you know, we're all, like I said, um, whether you're grieving or not, we're all processing what's happening in different ways. So I think it's really important to be um, your own self-advocate. And if you're not comfortable with something, um, to be open with your family about that, because you don't want to be in a position where, you're putting yourself or your family at risk because you didn't, you know, you didn't want to hurt their feelings or cause a struggle. So Mm -hmm. I think just being honest and doing what you're comfortable with is probably the most important thing to remember, um, especially if you're grieving, but you know, for everyone. Yeah. And one thing I did want to say also is that some people do not have a good support system within their family network. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's important to, go back to our initial conversation about understanding your own grief and taking ownership of what's best for you during the holidays. So it may or may not be good for you to be in contact with your family if they're not a good support network. So that's mm-hmm. something that you want to consider. And like it's a, and very, this year too. Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's very um, acceptable if you want to just create your own private celebration in your house with just yourself. Sometimes you may need a retreat from your family. Maybe it's not (laughs) the ideal thing to be with your family. So that's an option as well. You can still have a safe space with the love of your family and friends. Give them a call, 15 minute call, and then go back to your own space and do your own thing for that day. And I think that's a good point. Like you said, just in terms of or not, they're a good support, but also, like you were saying earlier, if you know they haven't been as careful as you've been in limiting their exposure, um, we're telling you right now it's completely valid and okay for you to say, I don't feel comfortable celebrating with you guys this year. And you need to do, you know, again, whether it's emotional or with, you know, all the COVID restrictions, um, it's completely okay, like Rhonda said, to limit it to just yourself. And you should not feel guilty about that. And you should right, not feel yeah. like that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just do what is going to be the best thing for you. That's that's a good part of self-care and, and taking care of yourself. Yeah, well, Rhonda, thank you so much for sharing all of this. And um, like I said, we'll have Rhonda back again for another episode that talks more about the holidays in general and grief, um, because that is such a complicated topic. Because like Rhonda said, I mean, Christmas is about, you know, all the songs are about being with family and celebrating your loved ones. So if you've lost someone... Uh, we know that's incredibly hard. So we're going to be coming out with a few extra episodes in the month of December around that topic specifically. Um, we also have a blog about safely celebrating during the COVID holiday season. So I'll use that or I'll put that link in the description of this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. 
Um, as always, if you have any questions about something we talked about or any topics you'd like us to cover in future podcasts, you can send those to podcast at clecen.org. Um, any information about the Catholic Cemeteries Association, including our bereavement programs, um, Rhonda, our support groups are still meeting in December as of right now, right? And right, as of right now. Right. And they can check our website for, for day-to-day updates if they need to. Okay, perfect. So if you are in need of some extra support, um, those resources are available. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, where we post blogs and other helpful articles and resources, um, especially during the holidays for anyone who might need them. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you found the episode helpful and helps you navigate the Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you join us for our future broadcasts as we help navigate the holiday season together. Until then, take care, everyone.